0: Allie here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. (laughs) Ever so quick. I know, Josh, I'm keeping it brief. No, so uh, all I wanted to say is that you know that Kalechi, I heard you, I pronounced it this time, didn't I? Kalechi's live show is coming up, and I know that all of you sweary people are likely to be coming along, so do make sure that you get your tickets and also make sure that you like, rate, and review this podcast all the time all the time. You know, there is some busybodies around. I know Kathy's been listening and I know she's not too pleased. So do remember to like, rate and review the podcast. And um, if you're going to Carnival, I know exactly how you feel. (laughs) I went to Jamaica and I stayed in the resort. And once I ate that jerk chicken, I was winding. I was winding my waist anyway. Let's get on with the show. It's
1: the Benz Brunani womaness. Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear
0: this. Yes.
2: You sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cops ready for the tea. We are going to sip Hard oh. time calling for your long lunch. You might learn something you never oh. know. Could let you find. And she's wonderful kind. Don't
0: say you mind, say you mind. Your hairline. Out of reach, it's so far, all the way past your neck back. Out of reach, we can of see it, very hicky like your heart. <laughs> Big up. Big up, Gabrielle. Gabrielle, come on, say a mind podcast. I know that you're going on tour. Is it next year? I didn't know that you were, well, not that I didn't know that you were still about, but you are very, very good at minding your business. I think like a lot of the older black women have gotten very good at like minding their business and moving in really kind of like corporate um, star spaces. I mean, I don't know if that's what you're doing, but I'm just saying in it, like, we'd love to have you on the podcast. Anyway, anyway, this is Call your car for, and you're listening to SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right, suck your mum. However, however, I'm not actually back for a full episode at the time that you're listening to this. I'll probably be heading back with my little Lev, my little baby bear, heading back from Disneyland Paris because you know I just thought let's do a cute thing. His birthday's coming up, and I've never been to Disneyland, and you know, I feel like there's something about reparenting the self whilst also parenting your child, um, that can happen in, you know, together in kind of like this kind of sort of synthesis, if that's the right, or synchronic. you know, something syncyture, but it can happen together anyway. So I thought that that would be really cute for myself and my little boy to go to and just have a great time I feel like it was important that it's it's us to to do that and and you know have that time together Yeah, you know, there'll be many more times to go for all of us and all of that but yeah I, I just wanted that so that's what we're doing so because of that I didn't want to have to rush to record an episode when we're back on a Sunday um the the break that I've had um even in terms of deactivating my social media pages, my my main social media pages, like collection of de- deactivating that on Twitter and um, Instagram. Well, I'm still kind of figuring out TikTok, but um, deactivating those, it it gave me space that I needed. And I just feel like there's this sort of voyeuristic energy at the moment that I, and I know because I'm an eighth house, like my eighth house is stacked and it's Scorpio as well. It means that there is this element Where people really, really want to enjoy me And um, and kind of consume me But, w- and there's very little reciprocity Of course, big up all of you, man Man being gender neutral in this, you know Big up all of you folk, right? who like ride with me, my baby girls, my baby boys, my baby non-binaries. I appreciate it. But when we look at the grand scheme of things, when we look at like the follow account and the people who are lurking, it's the lurkers. Like you can never pinpoint them. And I just had to sit back and think to myself like, rah, I'm doing so, so many things. And I just feel like I've never experienced the nervous breakdown, but I just feel like this brink, I was just teetering on this brink of like, um, A burnout, and I just thought, for what? For who? When none, for who? In this England, for fucking who? Nah, mate. Just backed up, backed out the thing. And you know, I've been saying for ages that Instagram wouldn't allow me to deactivate my page. I don't know why, it just wouldn't let me. And on that random fateful day, I tried to deactivate the thing on the app because people like you have to go on the browser and I tried that and it didn't even work or go on a desktop didn't work but I happened to be on the app and I just clicked uh deactivate and it was like why do you want to deactivate and then I was like because I'm tired of this shit well that's not really an option but that's what I thought in my head and I clicked it and it went through and I was like yes okay do do deuces because no honestly like I amplify so many things Like support so many people Of course it's not a tit for tat situation But at the, almost, at some point You have to use sense You'll be bigging up You'll be doing this You'll be doing that For, uh, for people who Once they got the thing, They carry on going Or people who like They don't ever really say anything Like it's just Like Of course I do things Out of principle I do things because I want to do them All of those things But it just I had to look at how much Energy I was expending in supporting lots of people and things and causes and movements and when I was not having my cup really poured into in that way but again I have to say that there are some amazing people who are very close to me who like even as I look around my uh, my office space now and I'm able to record this I'm recording this on like a Wednesday um knowing that I'm going to spend Thursday getting uh, mine and Lev's bits together and then Friday we're off um I look around this office and I wouldn't have been able to do certain things without certain people. And so I rate that. I rate the fact that like I did, I I organized an event for, to celebrate Leona Nicole Black's new book, Tarot Therapy, um, harnessing the power or harness the power, harness the healing power of the deck. I did an event to celebrate that at St. Ames. And so many, you know, I set the capacity at 30 and it sold out like that. Just like, boom, gone, gone because it's a small space and it got very, very hot in there and it's a beautiful space and it's a black owned space, a black woman owned space, um, in Cornwall street. And I just thought, you know, let's do it there. And it was so beautiful. It was so, so beautiful. Um, and I love that people showed up and showed out and it was a loving space and there was a tarot reading and it was a pick a pile. Leona did a pick a pile reading and my pile really, it did bits. Um, my pile actually for transparency, my power was pile two. And I think that that's the point when I was just like, yeah, you need to check out because the power was pile two. And it said that the first card that Leona brought out was the eight of uh, swords, where usually you'd read that as denial and all of that stuff and getting yourself out of a sticky icky. Um, But she said, you know, I am beautiful. I am beautiful is the sentence that came to her straight away that the people who have chosen this deck you are having to realize that you are beautiful and and it's not in a way that society might be presenting it to you or they're telling you one thing but you know now on a very deep level of your beauty. And actually that is the direction that you're meant to go in, of of honing your beauty and reveling in it. And it feels like a private experience. But as you're doing that, there are certain people who are going to have to fall off because they don't want you to grow into the person that you're growing into. They don't want to see your beauty the way that it manifests. So you're going to have to kind of, those things are going to fade and you're just going to elevate into new spaces. And I really feel like that's, describes so many different facets of my life, but specifically describes my relationship with social media. Like, I don't like coming on that. Like, of course, people gas up the ting and hype me up. And I love that. But I don't like coming on somewhere where you can just feel like, oh, so I'm not doing that thing. And I need to have that thing to do this. And I just thought, oh, that's all bullshit. I I don't want to do that. I don't want to abide by the rules that some random white men in tech are setting from wherever they are and it's filtering down to us and we're just going with it and it's always in one way or another to praise whiteness and I'm just not on it you know and while yeah there are things that I should be using my page for and certain things I must need to promote sooner or later I'll come back when that is but I'm just tired of that voyeuristic energy where people can just sit back and just watch Watch and they're coming daily They they haven't showed you That they value what you're doing Because there's no interaction in that sense But burner account or otherwise Like people are just there to like Watch, 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 take, take, take And I just thought you know what Of course, I'm going to be back at some point But while I'm off I just want you to feel that When you go onto your Insta And you're like, oh, let's go and see what Kalechi's doing And you can't see where I am and what I'm doing I want that Because I want for there to be that moment of recognition That look at how instrumental I am in your daily life Yet, when it is time for you to show me The public or even the private support That you know that I deserve for the things that I do Whether it's for you or for the people around us Or wherever You're silent And that to me is some bullshit. So apart from that, I just didn't want people to be able to tag me and shit and all of that stuff. I didn't, I didn't want it. So just took it off and I'll put it back when I want to put it back. Um, big up Natalie Emmanuel. Um, she's the lead in a new movie called The Invitation. She's so lovely. She is so lovely. (laughs) Why am I laughing? Because in my head automatically, I hear she's a biracial girl. No, never that energy. Never that energy. Like Natalie is so, so lovely. Just so, so lovely. I can't even, I can't even describe, you know? Um, so Natalie invited me to her friends and family screening of her um you know this new movie that she's in and it's giving vampire it's giving cute it's giving occult so of course you know I was on it um but no it was just beautiful to spend that time and to be and to be invited in that way i think that those are the things that i'm talking about like somebody's who who's about it and you're about it and they're like i'm doing this thing would you like to come I'm like yeah sure i'll come through and it was beautiful and it was bu- beautiful to see my baby girl my scorpio sister um Naomi that was really cute as well it was just yeah it was just a really nice time what else have i been up to i've been in places i went to the unesco um what is it the unesco day of 23rd of uh, 23rd of august the um celebration of uh, what it and the um well san domingue what uh, or at what they did And the Dominican Republic What they did in terms of um, The revolution And fucking France And dealing with France And flogging France The recognition of that day Organised by Sankofa Day Organised by them um, Shazal was the one that led that And that was at the new city hall In true Mercury's uh, Pre-retrograde shadow I went to the old city hall In my cute outfit Walked there And I was like Wow, this is so cool Um that I can walk here And um, get there And of course it's shut down I've known that it's been shut down For ages right But went there Realised I was in the wrong place Had to jump in a taxi To go to the new city hall um, Which is called What is it The Crystal or something But let me tell you It's but is it in that XL area Them E16 sides That area is fucking gorgeous It is gorgeous Like I actually want to go there For a day out And get into one of them Cable cartings I haven't been in, Do you know I've never been In one of them cable cars and I've never been on the London Eye so I need to do touristy things anyway I'm already talking too much and this was just meant to be a short intro to tell you that I'm not back back I know when that offline bling hey 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 that can only mean one thing Colette, she's fucking fed up that's what it means this episode will be called offline bling anyway so I'm gonna do a quick tarot read and then um I'm gonna drop you two interviews out of the many interviews that I've done recently. One with um Obioma Ugoala, um talking about his book, Me and My Normal Penis. Um and then then, yeah, so me and my normal penis, and then another interview. It is me and I normal peanuts. And another interview with Nana Mensah, the baby girl, um, who wrote and directed um her f- debut kind of feature called uh, the Queen uh, Queen of Glory. And it's absolutely beautiful. So both are out now. The Queen of Glory, the um the film is out in cinemas. You can check it out on Queen of Glory. I think it's Queen of Glory film. Or is it? I'll check it. I'll double check that. Co.uk. But you can type it in, Nana Mensa, you'll, you'll find it. Um, that was out from the 26th of August. And Obi's book has been out. Um, so very, very interesting interviews that I really feel like you will enjoy. So I thought let me put that out there for you to have a chomp on. And it's bank holiday weekend. And when I look at stats and things, a lot of people, you're out whining on road. So You're not going to be listening to this until the Tuesday anyway So I was tempted to drop an episode on Tuesday instead of the Monday But I just don't like coming out of line in that way I'd still prefer for the episode to come out on the Monday Even if it's slightly different to what you're used to Um, But yeah, let's get into the tarot then So while I've been off spirit... Ascended masters, honourable ancestors Archangels that guard and guide all spheres Of where my messages come through And keep me safe And only allowing the most beautiful messages rah, Messages to permeate Talk to me Talk to me darling What messages have you wanted to communicate To the growls while I've been away What do the girls need to know Um I've been catching up on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Let me tell you something. Marlo needs to get it together. Needs to get it together. And Drew is hilarious to me. Um, But yeah, Sheree. Sheree's body's nice. Like, you know, she's, it's giving. It's giving cute. Um... Yeah, it's just a whole mess this season The energy seems off But I'm watching out of habit And now that, you know, I can just watch it on Amazon Prime Rather than doing what I redacted, redacted Um, Yeah, 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 yeah So is that all I've been I've done so many little things through not recording I've just been in like little places Just popping up places um, Giving some cute looks here and there and then banging gym, <clears throat> banging gym and preparing for the live show. Looking forward to seeing you all at the live show. Oh, those, those are the things I need to say. So, you know, I've made the croc charms. The croc charms will be available at the live show. So you've got chat shit get banged. And then you've got also got the SYM one with the straws. Um, so they'll be available there as well as the tote bag. Uh, also the affirmation cards for those who haven't guessed. And I love that I'm doing this at this point because somebody would have heard tarot and they would have sped across and they'll try to avoid the tarot. So they're going to miss this message. Nah, nah, good for you. Good for you. And your wayward self. Good. Anyway, the affirmation cards, for those of you who haven't guessed, they're going to come out on my birthday. They're going to come out on my birthday. Um which is the fifth of October for you who are you for the, the, those of you who aren't down with the ting My birthday is on the fifth of October, and um the cards will be the um the price will be my age that I'll be turning. So that's Tati six Six. Oh my God Oh my God Hey, hey, hey I know I said that This isn't a full episode But let me give you gist Let me give you gist Okay Open your ear Stretch your ear Well, well, well So I was on TikTok Like laughing Looking at things On, you know The For You page Whatever, whatever I see this black guy And he's like Oh, I mean there were aspects of it that was like, oh, that's a bit problematic. But he was talking and he was like, oh, who lied to us that we need to be going for these 20-year-old girls, these 21-year-old girls or whatever, whatever. I was like, ooh. But he was like, What, you know what I'm seeing? It's these older women. You know them elderly ones. You know like them ones that is like 35 and above. Jesus. Jesus of the Greenwich Meridian time. Jesus. He said elderly and 35. Omo, I wanted to faint. I wanted to fall on the ground. So you're telling me now that 35 is elderly, fam. El- he said elderly. As in Arubo, as in as in grandma, as in old. I said, wow. Come and see something. Hey. But at the same time, he was like, Th- them 35 to 45-year-olds, yeah, they're the ones that you need to be going for because they got energy. And, and I was just like, first, you, but also, huh? But, yeah, I I just feel like recently, I've noticed, like, specifically, a lot of, like, 28, 30-year-old, uh, 32-ish year old guys talking to you like that you're their age mate like they've they'll talk they'll try and move to you like that you're you're their age mate I'm like first of all sir baby sir I am not your age I'm not your age yeah yeah I know that I know that but that doesn't mean that like can't meet you where you're at. Where are you meeting me? In holy matrimony. (laughs) But there's really something there. I say all of that to say, before even starting the tarot, I feel like that is a message for some. Don't let This old idea of like Oh, once you get past a certain age You're going to sit on the shelf And that's a a stupid idea That was brought about By crusty people Who don't even wash their legs Don't let that phase Like you're a buff ting You're a peng ting You're pengers You're buffers Like you're a cutie Uh Uh-uh, look at you why li- you are listening to this I don't even give a motherfuck If you're in your office Go and look at a mirror Go and look at a reflective surface Yeah Look at a spoon Look at a fork Look at a knife Look at yourself fam You're a baby person You're a cutie Don't come and disrespect divinity By letting these stupid archaic ideas Of you know when your When your sexiness stops And when your beauty What your beauty can be defined by All of that Don't let it ruin your life you know because buffness is eternal Buffness is eternal And it's not something That somebody can now Place their hand upon The buffness that you exude Cannot be quantified Baby Own it I'm not even going to sing that song Don't think he likes me Um. Anyway The first card that came out in a tarot, the hermit card. Beautiful. Because we're in what? Virgo season. Baby. Funny, because if we use the Vedic astrology, I would be a Pisces rising, I believe. Thus, um, Virgo would be my fifth house instead of my sixth. So where I create from. And trust me, when I am creating, I'm very much in that zone of like things have to be a particular way. Gosh, why has nobody gotten the memo yet? Meet me where I'm at, sort of vibe. Um, but it's not about me It's about you Virgo season is here Virgo season is here And that's heightened That's We're reminded of that With the goddess of pentacles This is the time For you to love on yourself Oh spirit drag me This is the time for you To love on yourself But love on yourself strategically Not this Higgy haggar. Oh yeah No spirit you're rude I don't like Being dragged As a way of giving the people Their messages I'm just a cutie I'm just a baby girl Relax Anyway not all of this flippant sort of very wishy-washy energy maybe something that you can get from a Pisces I'm not even throwing shade there where it's like yeah I guess I'll think about my self-care but yeah maybe I'll do something for myself later on sort of vibe like no no you can't do that right now The way that you strategize and you try to get everybody else's life in order. I'm speaking specifically to the Virgos as well. The way that you help everybody else level up, step your pussy up, even if like, and I'm talking about the proverbial pussy. Do you get me? That kundalini energy thing there. Like, step your pussy up, step your self care game up, because what's happening right now is that you are looking and waiting for somebody to come and care for you. And I'm sorry, baby, right now nobody's coming. Nobody's coming Not on faces Not on backs Not on I'm sorry That was so untoward That was ridiculous Kalecchi. Find some decorum And find it immediately Demure Kalechi. Demure Anyway What I mean by Nobody's coming Is the fact that You can even have People around you But the way that everything's set up right now the celestial energies and all of them things the way that it's set up right now is that even when people you're being shown that even when there are people around you even when there are people that give to you in different ways what you need only you can give to yourself because there has to be a lesson in that you have to understand that you are a self-regenerating force and you can't keep outsourcing the care that you should be giving yourself and, and the you will be giving it to other people Giving it to other people When last did you relax? When last did you just chill? And I'm not saying about things that you necessarily need to pay for Because I know them fucking energy prices That they're trying to come with Fuck you Boris and fuck you Rishi and fuck you Liz And all of them people, all them politicians That didn't want to come off um their parliamentary break Fuck all of you pricks Anyway, back to what I was saying I know the energy prices and all the cost of however they call it the cost, I would call it the cost of Higgy Hagar is going up. Um this is I understand that you can't just be spending money anyhow but you need to find ways to prioritize you even if it's when you're moisturizing your body because I hope that you lot are I really hope that you are if you are listening to this and you know that your fire your 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 heel back your the between your fingers were not creamed today immediately immediately with expediency go and find that moisturizer but we continue even when you're moisturizing your skin, just taking a bit longer Because that's something I realized that I don't even do enough Like when I'm, when I'm moisturizing, if you're not in the room with me All you're hearing is Why am I slapping myself to reach regions? Do you get me? Like take some care with you You are the most expensive product in your line You are the most valuable something something in the museum and we're not even talking about the British Museum, them pussyclarts But you're the most valuable thing right now But you're not treating yourself like it And you need to I don't like this dragon, fucking hell Um, and then we've got the God of Cups card that comes out And, um, it reminds me of Barbados actually I haven't been, ooh There's somebody, no, let me not say too much Let me not say too much Before people start listening to this and getting ideas Um, But the God of Cups, I'm looking at the Afro uh, goddess, tarot, arcanas It's a black guy sitting on a rock in the middle of the ocean And he's got one cup in his hand And he's got that Neptunian um, staff with him as well So is he Poseidon? Is he Zeus? One of them things there Um, It's just I know of somebody that has this tattoo on them But um, anyway this is a, an interesting card to come up after we're looking at the goddess of Pentacles and we move to the God of Cups, Earth and Water. So there seems like there's some kind of like Earth, um, uh, like um, I don't know, like a Virgo woman, a Pisces or Cancerian or Scorpio man vibe. This is giving me a lot of Pisces or Scorpio, really. But um, so it could be a Virgo woman, Taurus. But again, we're not fixed. We're not focusing on binaries. I'm just talking in it. But the reason I say that is you need to gravitate towards the people. If you're, if you're thinking about romance and all of those things there, you need to gravitate towards people who can water your soil. Oh, that sounds a bit so say, um, no, you need somebody who can water your soil because more time your soil is dry. It's dry. I'm not, that's not me cussing you. I'm not saying that your pom-pom is dry or nothing. I'm just saying that more time, the what enriches you is not the the, the the people that you have romantic interest in or that you find that you're romantically drawn to they don't water your soil they don't give you nutrients in order for you to bloom and for you to grow so you have to go to the people who have that in abundance you need that you can't keep running from because it's possible as much as we joke we joke and we're like oh men are trash and da da, da, da there are some who are not um and you know, I don't I don't know how easy it's to find them. I mean, that's a lot of the tarot letters that we receive, but what I'm saying here is like. Regardless of who you're looking for in terms of a romantic partner Let it be somebody who can help you water your soil And help you grow the things that you want to grow in your life And that you know that they don't need you to complete them They ca- They come to you complete, you come to them complete And together you make something Having to fix somebody, having to get somebody together So then they can be of um, service to you is really long It's really, really long and then the card that we have here is the seven of cups You, I think like seven of cups here Showing up in this way is so many options So some of you really literally have options In terms of uh, partners and things like that But for, for some it feels like The reason that you're in this mode of feeling stuck As to how to take care of yourself Is that you're like Oh well are these other people And there are these other things that I need to do It's all an illusion It's all an illusion Because let's keep it buck If you weren't here tomorrow All of those people that you swear down That they need you, that they need you Of course there are some people that literally Like their life depends on you But then there are others that They will make it work They will be just fine They are just fine It's only because they can see you That they're like, well, you do it And you're like, yeah, fine, I'll do it Because it's like, oh, well uh, I think that another thing is like sometimes we go out of our way and we do all of the things that we do because it reminds us that we exist when we do things that impact other people's lives. It reminds us that we exist. And so maybe that's another reason that I wanted to deactivate my page in that way because I exist. I exist. I am. I am. Without all of the extra bits for socials, I am. I I am here not me being Beyonce, but you know, I am here. I don't, I don't need that page to validate me. And it just becomes so intertwined, like a very, very Higgy web. Um, when like publishing deals or booking an acting role or this or that, everything becomes contingent upon you having a platform. So that platform holds way more importance than it actually should. And so, Maybe because of the kind of person I am Maybe it's that Aries energy But I was like, let me tell you something now I've been a prisoner to so many things And I don't even want to use that as hyperbole Because there are actual prisoners who have been through shit But I've been held down by so many things throughout my life Like, I don't think people really, really deep The severity, trigger warning, trigger warning, child abuse So you want to skip forward like three minutes I don't think people understand the severity of being what seven-ish, seven years old and being sexually abused at seven years old. I don't think people really, really understand how that fucks your life completely forever. So no matter what I'm doing from this point, there is no day that I go without remembering that that happened. Do you get what I mean? Like there's no day that goes by that I don't remember that that is part of my experience in this particular life. And yet... I keep showing up I keep showing up and so sometimes the rejections feel harder sometimes the silences from people feel that they sting more like so many things but you're having to remind yourself all the time that no I'm here I'm here and to me that is my biggest victory like if I could bring bring myself back from the brink of destruction so many times at because of the pain of carrying that throughout the years let me tell you there isn't a single motherfucker on this earth that's going to tell me that I need to keep this alive and I need to keep this active so this can happen and this can happen i have that scorpionic energy i'll take everything down to the ground and i'll build it back up again why because i'm a rascal fucking g and there's nobody that can tell me otherwise and i believe that of everybody else who's listening you can't fear what is actually just not real there's no point even the things that are real i'm well why should i really fear you know why I, why why should my heart be shaking There are very, very real things that we fear And, you know, we can overthink things And things can spiral and all of them things But I just say all of that to say like I believe in you I believe in you I believe in you, homie And that is the message that spirit feels like Some of you have been waiting for During the time that I've been off Like, I believe in you And you'll be all right Right you'll be all right, ma'am. You'll be all right. We'll be, we'll be all right. We're going to be all right. You know, it's not easy. And every day, sometimes it feels like the world's really broken you. And then you get up the next morning and you're like, we go again. And even if the go again is like, we go again and I'm staying in the bed, at least we're going again because I'm breathing in and I'm breathing out. So we are, we are, in fact, we are going again. So it is what it is, but I'm sending you all of the love. Um, so like I said, the tarot cards Look at me I moved off the subject completely What I was telling you Is that the affirmation cards Come out on my birthday 5th of October Patrons You'll get um, A heads up As to How that's going to go down Maybe I'll drop a um, A link I won't publish it officially But I'll put up a link So that it allows you to Get on there And buy your um, Affirmation card decks early Um Yes, so that will be happening Um, You know about the live show already I've made um, some leggings So any of you who listen, who do pole dance Or just like to jump on lampposts and them things Generally speaking I've designed a pair of leggings They're called the Kolechnikov Tough Grip Leggings And they're 70 quid um, and they, sh- they can ship from wherever they're on collection So they're on my studio, my pole dance studio website. It took me ages to get this shit together. Basically I designed these leggings that, um, have silicone on them. I do want to get bigger sizes in. So if all of you smaller babes, um, can buy yours, it creates enough revenue for me to actually order the bigger sizes that I want to get because I didn't realize that with the silicone, it can make things feel a little bit tighter. Uh, so even the XLs aren't giving XL in the way that they should. So I'm wearing an XL at the moment, but I want um, double and triple XL to make sure that everybody's, you know, set good. Um, But yeah, anyway, as I was saying, so I designed these leggings and they've got silicone on them, which allows you to kind of to to have trousers on and be on the pole. Because some people, they just don't like the feeling of um, their skin on the pole because it does burn. That's what a lot of people don't tell you. Like you get lots of pole burns and bruises. You still get bruises. I'm not saying you're not going to get bruises, but them nasty burns, they'll be they'll be lessened. You don't have to use so much chalk because you've got the leggings on. And also there are um people for religious reasons, cultural reasons, or just general personal reasons who don't like having their legs out in an you know in a fitness class. And this way you can have your legs covered and still do all of the moves that you're required to do on the pole. Um there are a couple of um brands who I know have made, yeah, I think a couple of brands that I know of that have made their own versions previously, but it just wasn't giving stick. It wasn't given that in the way that I wanted it to So I was just like, well, I'm going to design my own then Um, And so, yeah, design them And they're out in like a smallish batch And I really want to go hard on them So if you want to get them Go to com and get the thing I feel like though, transparency I feel like I'm putting out so many things And asking so many things of, you know Listeners and supporters right now I just feel like it's the energy Of what I'm in Like I'm fam I'm building the children's home I got these leggings out The affirmation cards are out Got the life show out What do you Like I'm really out here I have to express myself In the way that I need to express myself in it Like there isn't one lane You know There's I just do what I do And I do them well So if you want to get something If you know somebody that does pole And you want to get that for them Their birthday or whatever You can go to www.kelechiokafor.com If you want to send your letters in for tarot You can send them to sym at www.kelechiokafor.com And that also means like Your So You Mad letters Your Straw of the Week letters Your Share Your Magnificence letters Send it all through to there Anyway I am going to, um, stop talking so much, I guess. Um, but I I thought that it would be important to actually have a little bit of a conversation rather than just launching you into, um, the episodes and not saying too much. So yeah, I've talked enough. Anyway, I'll big up the first of this week's show sponsors who are Dipsy. So... Maybe some of you didn't go to carnival And wind up your waist And feel that little tingle Feel that buzz Feel that excitement And you're like But you know what? I still want to feel excitement in my life Well You can feel that in a number of ways Whether it's a warm cup of coffee Or, you know, being in the sunlight Generally in your garden Or wherever on your balcony Or just standing outside on road Or listening to a sexy story Pleasure is all around us With Dipsy, your sanctuary is waiting Escape into a world where pleasure is your only priority You're allowed to switch things up when you feel like it So, you know, do things You know, maybe one day it was visual Now today it's what? It's audio, baby Basically, Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories Designed by women for women They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and characters No matter who you're into or what turns you on So you can find stories that are like really intriguing from, I don't know Random things Cuties at the gym Or that that, that, You know That don't come And just start approaching Random people That didn't ask them To be approached You know To be Didn't ask to be approached In the first place That I'm coming off subject Anyway You can find lots and lots of different types of stories And new content is released every week So in between listening to your favourite stories again and again You can always find something new to explore Dipsy also has sleep stories, wellness sessions And now they also offer written stories It's your go-to place to spice up your me time Explore your fantasies or heat things up with a partner For listeners of Say Your Mind Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash straws. That's 30 days full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash straws. So go and enjoy Dipsy stories.com slash stores go and get your life so anyway let us move on to the interview that I've done with Obioma Ugoala and his book the problem with my normal penis um but uh, yeah it's cute the way that they've blacked it out you'll hear me talk about this in um you'll hear me talk about this in the interview so yeah I was saying earlier me and my me and my normal penis the problem with my normal penis I don't know why it won't stick with me but it's a it's 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 the language I've chosen in my head Ignore me So anyway um, Obi is an actor He's an actor He's cl- clearly a writer And he's a workshop facilitator So he goes to schools and institutions And he focuses on, you know Helping organizations just get their their shit together Basically And you'll hear from our conversation That he knows these things So yeah, I hope you enjoy the interview And you can follow him I think he's still in Frozen for. The next few weeks? I think so. But yeah, go and check out, enjoy the interview, and I'll catch you in a bit. Here we go. Obioma, hi.
1: How are you doing?
0: I'm good. I'm very, very good. Um, I love your name because it means is it kind hearted?
1: Yeah, that's the yeah. one. <laughs> it's, it's that weird thing that Nigerians do. Well, it were people especially, but I think I'm a big believer in um, sort of nominative determinism or like Mm -hmm. power and sort of giving that to your uh, sort of like invoking that in your child and sort of what you want with them. So listen, I hope it's a daily struggle, isn't it?
0: Yeah, but you are Like it comes across so much Like it's only ever been Like great vibes from you Anytime that we've interacted It's only ever been great vibes So like I think it's there I feel like if there was an Igbo name Maybe for She who shall not wear White kitten heel pointy shoes That should have been my middle name
1: (laughs) Don't kill me, Not not here It's only in the middle of the week
0: Because oh, <laughs> I mean, I love mine You know, Kalechi, thank God um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, I think that we should Start having, I mean, I need to learn Igbo first, but you know, once I'm In my Igbo language bag I just feel like I want to start, like, creating New sort of names that Kind of add to What we, like, the nomenclature of the names that we Have.
1: It's so yeah. funny to say that I have a Firstborn name that I want to give to if I'm if it's in my future, I have a name that already exists in my head that uh-huh. enough to have. I'm not going to name it. I'm not going to say it. No, now. no, don't
0: say it now. No, you've got to keep it. You've got to keep it. You yeah, know,
1: yeah. Because baby names are funny. People just um, you know they'll 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 say, oh, this is what I decided to call my baby, or like I'm thinking about this for a name, and you just need to whatever your opinion on this is that you need to just keep it.
0: You just need to affirm it. You just <laughs> literally need to firm it. Because you're be like, that is the worst name in the world. But, you know, if you like it, I love it. Sure. Okay. <laughs> in your mouth? Because if at the
1: end of the day, if that person decides, oh, yeah, I've my child Ethel, then... Why <laughs> you coming oh. from the Ethel? <laughs> no, listen, all the Ethels out there, I, I've got love for you, but, like, there are some people who have opinions about, like, certain names.
0: Definitely. so Definitely. Definitely. How- and I think so, that about Ethel yeah. Edith. I think it's the it's the ease. I think that you know that that yeah. do it for me. But Ethel yeah. and Edith are listening and they're like, "Why am I catching strays? I just <laughs> I just pop my headphones in for a Monday vibe, and then I'm just getting bus boss. For what reason? Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> but the this reason sucks. really is <laughs> the reason really is is to talk about you and to talk about just your range of talent. Um, you know, doing. Amazing things on the West End stage, um, as well as having your book out there in the world called "The Problem with My Normal Penis." But then the way that it's done, the normal is like blacked out.
1: Yeah. So when I ini- take
0: us through that, yeah, when I initially wrote it,
1: um, when I initially wrote the pitch for the book, it was um, "N Star 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 Star, star Penis," um, mm-hmm. because, um, and the subtitle was "The Myths of Race, Sex, and Masculinity." Um, and I think for me, my the impetus between uh, behind wanting to write the book um, came from <clears throat> wanting to interrogate sort of um where my blackness and my masculinity intersected and how um I had been fetishized sort of growing up and to what degree I had internalized these narratives about what it was to be a black man in Britain um and to what degree I leaned into how much I was um, fetishized and glamorised as being um, a black man in Britain. And that's a very complicated thing in a world where, you know, um, as a black man in Britain, you might not have, you know, the same access to education, employment, um, the justice system. You might not have the same level of parity. So in a world where someone says, well, you know, uh, in, in, in masculinity... You get this pay, you get this patriarchal dividend of, of a plus two on that dice roll because as a black man I think you you know there's this there's racist myth about you having this oversized penis uh, it's very hard for a lot of black men to want to divest themselves from that because they see it as one of the few forms of social currency that they can have um, but the more I sort of got into researching the book and and, and um, wanting to interrogate that and pull at those threads it became more and more apparent that actually having the, the black man as this hypersexualized fetishized um, sort of idealized version of masculinity to a certain extent um, was necessary for white patriarchy to keep white women, in a very specific place, right? Because it allo-
0: yeah, yeah, go on.
1: It allowed, white, it allowed white men to say, listen, I'm in charge. You need to stay at home. I'll go to war and protect you from those savages, those men who are out there and they might, you know, be out with their oversized penis, over-sexualized. They might come over here and rape us or they might do. And so it was very, it, it helped to keep, um, it to sort of galvanize other white men and to think that there was something to fight for and against yeah. by saying "dangerous black man," but it also allowed white men to keep white women in their place and saying, "No, no, no, you need to stay here." Now, obviously, as with sort of so so often in this conversation, the, the the people who were missing out are black women who then have to suffer from the misogynoir of getting neither the sort of the protection that is afforded to white women or the sort of the the, the racist um, benefit that is a aff- that is afforded to you know a lot of white society, and so oftentimes with these you know with a lot of black friends of mine, black male friends of mine, who have uh, lent into this fetishisation, it has allowed them to sort of um, dismiss or not pay as much attention to um, their black. Um, Sisters and, and and siblings and and afford them as much care and um, sort of protection as they would, you know, anybody else. Uh, even even their sort of black brothers, they'd be like, yeah, you know, we're brothers together. You know, we got this. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to a black woman saying, "Oh, uh, you know, I need," I'm, I'm vulnerable. What about me? Mm. I know a lot of black men. who are like, oh, why are you acting stush? Why? Why? You yeah, know, yeah, why yeah. Are you me mad? Why? Are you? And all of that is to say, I'm trying to call you. I'm, try- I'm trying to call you out. I'm trying to call you in. I'm trying to say, listen, this is what I need. And I think a lot of black men, for the better or, or, or mainly for worse, have been socialized to think that um, they aren't. A, there's a very specific way to be a man. There's a very specific way to be a, a black man. And so the idea of the problem with my normal penis was just to interrogate what our idea of normal is what is normal because the the very idea of saying normal implies that there's a there's a standard there's a way to do it there's a way Mm -hmm. to address mental health or sexuality or, or 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 your own masculinity rather than accepting that actually we're all humans and we have a sort of infinite multitudinous to us um and how can we really engage with that and like what is real freedom if not this ability to engage with our blackness fully our our masculinity fully our sexuality um fully and to really do that to really engage with your humanity and for everyone to engage with their humanity you need to really be seeing someone else in their um complete completeness and in their nuance you can't you can't have these tropes sort of in the background and, and and through the filter with which you see them because otherwise you're you're not really seeing them. You're seeing a version of them and, and expectations. And so when they turn around and say, "Oh yeah, no, my penis is pretty average size," or mm-hmm. "What? Well, um, I've got a bit of a headache. I don't want to have sex tonight." Mm-hmm. Oh, but you're a, you're a black guy. You're meant to. You know. I don't know if we're allowed to swear. <laughs> you know I mean, of
0: saying? course, I you're swear right. all the time. It's my favourite. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? It's like there's this, there's this pressure to sort of. I want to throw down.
1: Like I'm, meant to, I'm meant to throw down.
0: And you're like, what, six five?
1: Six three, six three. Six three. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, but I'm a, and it is, it's, it's that I think there's a really, there's a really odd thing that happens with the version of masculinity that we allow Black men to have, mm-hmm. That allow them to be vulnerable. Not And I don't just mean like emotionally, but I mean even like romantically. With their mm-hmm. partner. I remember, and I talk about this in a book, like, which, when you actually deep it, it's so mad. There was a time in the sort of noughties where, like, oh, you're a bow cat.
0: He goes down on the goal? Like, what? But and do you that, know how wild that is? People, do, you have to, do you know that that was a point in our lives? That was literally was, a point in our lives a where. Point where it was like, you're, and look, you know what was wild about and it? And bare of them were doing it as well But they wouldn't say to each other that they were So then you know. a lot of people were doing it badly But if you lot just passed notes And just compared notes We wouldn't be what Right? wouldn't be in this situation And
1: that, I think that was the really That's the really distressing thing Is that actually we we can And we want to We're sort of yearning to reach out to each other and to say, listen, this is, this is who I am. I want you to see me. I want my boys to see me. But I remember there was almost like this implication that, like, to go, wild, to go down on a girl who was almost gay. Exactly. Like, is isn't. The woman meant that you want. To somehow pleasure a man. Like, and even if you want to play, like, listen, I'm not, I'm, I'm whatever anyone's sexuality or whatever that expression is, that's not like a, a, a linked but separate conversation. But like, even within that hypersexualized, it was that these black men said, Sex for me is about ownership, is about domination. Dominance, yeah. Up, one down, you know, controller, controlled. Now, there's the, like, on the personal level, there's the, the problematic nature of that, right, and how it sort of colours our interaction, male-female. But I think the the sort of more insidious part of that, and the more dangerous part of that, is it implies that in pursuer-pursued, chase-chased,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that there is a heightened potential for violence and for sexual violence.
0: Yes. Right. Yeah.
1: You're saying, oh no, no, she said no, but she didn't mean no. Or like, oh no, i just put your hands on it. Or like, just, and like. It's just what? the tip. It's just the t- oh, yeah. like, Rather than saying enthusiastic consent, I want you to do this. You yeah. want me to do that. And sex being something where it's a meeting, it's a connection. It's like a, a sort of blending of these two people sharing an intimate moment. Yeah. You are socializing a generation of men to have an unhealthy relationship with the opposite sex and to Mm -hmm. say, no, 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 this is just, this is part of the the sexual act is rooted in violence, in my dominating you, not in my being in conversation with you, but in my saying, I am in charge, you will do what I'm told. So of course there's going to be some degree of sexual violence that then sort of has a potential to emerge. I'm not saying that all men out here are uh, are rapists, but I think what is, I think what is dangerous Mm. Is that in not engaging with it fully, right? In not saying this is something that is widespread, that is culturally, and I don't even, at this point, I don't even just mean black men. I mean, like, like across the board. Society yeah. In general,
2: Yeah.
1: Like, you think how mad it is that, like, for 40 years we had page three just running, where, like, Hasually, were, like casually, casually, like, just
0: tits in your face, just, on, tits, just right tits. there. And, like, a it was playboy a playboy.
1: We ban 16-year-olds being mm-hmm. naked, right? So, how wild is it? Because we have this weird fetishization of like young women, mm-hmm. right? But then we then say, Oh no, no, but you're a pedophile if you like someone under the age of 16, or if you like someone under the age of 18. And it's not to say that I feel for these men, but you're telling these men that 18, boom, now you can go. But but before then. Oh no, that's disgusting. And it's like,
0: yeah, but, but but that but that is the but that in and of itself, I think, is really what you've hit. There, like you've hit the nail on the head there. It has to be illicit because if we're talking about the violence that's inherent within sexual interactions as we know it within white supremacist heteropatriarchy, there has to be something illicit for you to be a deviant, you know, towards right. So if they set that literally, men just decided themselves, okay, we're gonna set the age at 18. That means that anytime before that, if I do it, oh, I should, oh, I shouldn't be, you know, I shouldn't be there. That makes it more attractive and also. Um, um, young girls at, or young women at that age, like they're malleable. I would, I'm, I'm gonna call them girls. They're malleable, you know, in so mentally, you know, emotionally, spiritually. I'd say because also I think that it's um, it also it feels a bit kind of like an incubus, like you know, being able to t- extract, absorb um energy for for your life force in order to maintain this very fragile construct. Of what it means to be masculine in this society Within patriarchy Not allowing for that definition um, For the embodiment of whatever that might be To be expansive enough To hold anybody who identifies in that way It is very rigid um, But it's not even rigid on a structure That can really, really balance And so they need to be filled And and to be able to be satiated Well, it's insatiable really By the energies of younger girls Because they don't actually know either what What this is meant to be
1: I think that's the scary thing, right? Is that we don't like so we don't know. Like, they don't know they don't know yeah. right? And I think this is why when I, when I when I when I so the book sort of charts sort of my own journey like learning these narratives from the age of seven, eight, thirteen, eighteen, and the sort of my own experiences, and then I sort of interspersed that with sort of you know statistics and uh, and and how it sort of has an impact on a, on on a sort of wider stage but i think what's really interesting is that as we and this isn't to discount um the sort of the, the fact that women are you know disproportionately victims of sexual violence but i think because they are disproportionately the victims of sexual violence there's this odd thing that happens within the feminist movement where we're saying like, yeah, women are empowered, they're getting these jobs, they're you know, boss, CEO, etc. But ultimately, if, if we're not engaging with the very men who are perpetrating those acts of violence, then who they, they will go, they're going to carry on with that behavior. And you can't protect, you know, you can't protect those women without saying, actually, no, no, no. I just need those men to stop doing the sexual violence. I need to educate them into like not doing that sexual violence. And mm-hmm. I think is tricky for us is that, like with the Sarah Everard thing and with the George Floyd thing, there is something almost socially and societally helpful to have A Wayne Cousins, to have A um, Derek Chauvin, where we sacrifice this, these two bad cops, and we say, "Wow." That one racist, that one rapist,
2: yeah. this one
1: singular. Because what it allows us to do is once they're on that sacrificial altar of we've got rid of that problem, they are oh, they're going down in prison for 27 years. Yeah. Great. Now we've wiped our hands clean. As a society, we don't need to engage with the fact that actually the Met has a systemic problem, mm-hmm, with the fact mm-hmm. that there were these WhatsApp messages that were being sent, with the fact that there were a bunch of cops that saw what was happening for eight and a half minutes and did nothing while he Mm -hmm. was murdered. So I think it it lets us all off the hook. Mm. Actually, our friends, our family, our colleagues, our future children deserve better. Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: They deserve us to fully engage with the awkwardness, with the messiness of it all, because... If they don't, then they will become a statistic. And eight out of 10 women who are sexually assaulted know they're assailant.
0: Yeah, and, and we but saw a lot it, of it in like, that hiding during lockdown not, as well. Yeah. Yeah, so, we live, being at not, home in close proximity to men exactly, in your family, yeah. Exactly, it's
1: not this one, you know, creeping in the bush and who's like, yeah. ah, hold this woman away. That's not that the majority of the sexual violence is happening. And so unless we're engaging with these men, then you have these men who grew up on nuts magazines, who grew mm. up on page three, who grew up on whatever and think, yeah, that's a healthy way to, to treat women. And then when you call them out on it, they're like, Oh, but
0: <clears throat> yeah. But it's, as you say, it's it's, like, it's how we perform gender. And I think it's still such a, It's still such a tough subject for people to engage with I see conversations happening online And black women getting really upset When we're talking about womanhood And how the version of womanhood That's presented to us Within this white supremacist patriarchy um, like, Like It's geared towards white women and when you say that It's like Oh you're saying I'm not a woman No no I'm just saying To you that In the framework Of what womanhood Means to the White supremacist Imagination You are not Woman in the same Way that they Are woman. But you will still Be used for The same Like the labour That they want to Displace from white Women they will Place onto you And so um, You know And I know that That's tough Because they're like Well you're saying I'm not a woman No it's the same Way that I would Say that in white Supremacist um, Imaginations Black people Aren't Human that doesn't mean that we're not human That just means that within that imagination We are not as human As white people are You know and it is such A tough subject so I feel like some listeners Would hear you know we have To engage and I can hear the black women Going well I've engaged too much I've done this and I've done that So when you think about the we Who are you thinking about Because it does feel like It's something for, for, for Men to really Take up amongst themselves But I wonder if Because there are so many men Not all men Who are so used to Not really talking with each other When such um, uh, tender conversation Such as this Needs to be addressed They don't really know How to talk with each other So they need a conduit Of a woman A black woman In that situation To almost be there But then that just opens them up For more violence Because anything that they have unaddressed within themselves They displace So I think about the fact that Like I make these videos And I talk about You know I share my views On whatever's happening in society Interestingly enough Black men have only really started Kind of gravitating towards me in that regard Because prior to that And I would say really prior to the murder of George Floyd um, You know, and that being a, a conversation And it's sad that even when we talk about that We rarely include Breonna Taylor Because justice still hasn't been You know, we still don't have justice for her, right? Um, they're gravitating towards me now But prior to that it was like, oh, she's angry She's always like shouting about something Like something's always going on And I think about that and how that how vulnerable that leaves me in society mm. So when we think about Like engaging What is your view What is your kind of dream For how that You know Kind of dynamic Is like cultivated
1: Well I said <clears throat> First and foremost like, I, So I had a, a A friend of mine Who I was talking to recently And his dad died And like He was on his deathbed And before he did He didn't Tell him that he loved him mm couldn't bring himself to say the words mm. he did he loved him his dad knew that he loved him he felt but he just couldn't bring him because they didn't have that relationship and he felt mm-hmm. I left this unsaid and I think as much as yes black women have done a lot of the heavy lifting in the in the past um, when that comes to academia and 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 in being you know um sort of lightning rods and and sort of instigators in a lot of these movements um i think a lot of black men need to engage with the conversation so that they can begin to divest themselves of what they think a patriarchal dividend is and when I say mm-hmm. dividend i mean like the very engaging with the the misogynist narratives that have said oh no you're somehow better um, than a woman Or you need to be The breadwinner Or you're stronger So you need to do this And I'm not I'm going to get like into Kevin
0: the... Samuels Built on that isn't it Kevin Samuels yeah. was like uh, Even to the point Where he was like You can give her A light spanking Going back to what you said About the violence That's inherent In these like dynamics Like he moved from Oh you know High value High value And slowly started Creeping into Oh you know If she does something You can place her Over your lap And give her a light spanking for For doing that And it feels Very incestuous In some
1: regards It it feels very And I think You know what I'm not going to get to Because we could talk about all day But there are certain um, YouTubers And listen Guys We don't need you To have To set up another podcast We don't need (laughs) No 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 And I don't mean that I'm not throwing shade at anyone I'm saying I need you to talk to your friends Like actually Like actually talk to them You know that thing Where people say like How are you No 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 But like
0: how but are you? How, have, how yeah.
1: are you? Right, because I think, and this isn't just black women or white women. Like women in general have been afforded the space to have emotional maturity. I'm saying, oh, no, 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 women are just mature. No, 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 no. We afford women the space that we tell men, listen, that men do this weird thing with talk. That I'm going to cut my hand, and you're going to mm-hmm. cut. And we're going to shake hands yeah. and we're going to utterly grasp each other. And so when we're at the pub and someone says, oh, yeah, I know, I, know. I need to, I need to leave. And he's always like, oh, going back to your board and Shane or oh, going back to the wife. Oh, under- <laughs> but why? Because ultimately, as humans, all we're really craving is love and care and affection from other yeah. people. So... Mm-hmm. even at the pub with these friends who you call your close friends to not even have the emotional intelligence to just be like, listen, I know you need to get back to your wife, but like, do you mind just hanging out a bit longer? Cause like I'm in a bit of a weird place or like i have really missed you. Can we organize a coffee or a lunch for the next? Day? No, 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 no. We have said I've cut myself. You've cut yourself. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, I see that you have gone, you know what this wound that I inflicted on myself, I'm going to start sewing it up. I'm going to start looking after myself and trying mm. to emotionally grow. My instinct as another man is to peer pressure you and say, no, 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 don't, don't grow. Because if you grow, it means that I need to look at my own hand and go,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I cut myself. Mm-hmm. Why did I cut myself? And why did I allow other people to tell me that it was right to cut myself? hmm why did I allow other people to say that the version of normal masculinity is one where I say, you know what? I can't tell my dad that I love him. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't go down with my girlfriend. I can't say, actually, you know what? I'm having a bit of a rough day. I can't say, you know what? I need to go speak to a therapist. I have to mm-hmm. be strong. I have to be emotionally like, locked up. I can't tell my friends that I'm having a really bad day because if I do, then, then what?
0: Yeah, because we see it in the suicide rates We see it We So we see that there's a problem We see that this patriarchy is not serving the, You know, you talk about patriarchal dividends Like it's not paying off It's not, it's not Whatever you're getting is so not worth it Because people are literally taking their own lives Because they don't, they cannot keep up with this machination And what is expected of you in, in order to like be a cog within it Like it, it's it's soul destroying So at some point, like you say There has to be, um you know, this choice By men generally to divest from this And be like, you know what, this isn't working for me The same way I usually say like It's the same with whiteness Whiteness doesn't benefit white people In the way that they think it does Like it, it's so limiting Yet because of the small, small, you know Well, we say small, small, but you know in relatively for what white and white supremacy gets into, in terms of being upheld, what you get as the person who's invited into whiteness isn't very much in the grand scheme of things. Yet you're there being a, a worker, a worker, a worker, helping to oppress other people. Like it, it just doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, I think, and that's the thing, right? Is that we actually need to recognise the, the 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 value in, and it's, it's it feels counterintuitive, right? Mm-hmm. But if you and this is why I always say, like, okay, these were the lessons that you learned. But would you feel comfortable about your child, about your niece or your nephew, like learning these values that you're learning now? Like I remember there was a there was a whole generation of like boys who felt really comfortable using FAG or like, mm-hmm,
2: oh
1: gay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay. as like as as like a, a as a way in which you could demean or insult someone else. Mm-hmm, say, mm-hmm. and we had to like gradually unlearn that and i'm like did you did you you really want to hold on to it Mm -hmm. no i don't think you do so unless you're saying now that that next generation unless you're saying that we have arrived in big 2022 we are exactly where we need to be you can't have two plus two and expect it to equal five yes you need to change one of the inputs So if you want your children to have a better life, you need to change one of the inputs. Whatever we're doing now isn't working. Suicide Mm -hmm. is the killer of men under the age of 45. Mm -hmm. So like, what are we doing? Because I want to be able to say, listen, you know what? I know that that I'm meant to be the, you know, daddy big bollocks and I'm the big Mm -hmm. wage, but you know what? I can't do it today. Or actually your career is doing better than mine. Yes. I'm the stay at home dad. And for my friends to support me and be like, yeah, you can be a stay-at-home dad. I'm not going to... I'm not ridicule, yeah. I'm not going to mock you for that. Because you know what? Your wife, you did good. you got Mm -hmm. a wife who, like, who is earning well. And, like, again, and this is... It comes back to the Nigerian thing, because I think a lot of... We're seeing it with um, She Who Shall Not Be Named, that Kemi was a... (laughs) Babbly cock. (laughs) Oh, sweet Christmas. Yeah. There is this... There is this sense that... um, Black excellence will protect you. And I understand mm-hmm. the impulse behind it, right? Because it's if I, if I, if I just insulate my child mm. and say, you're a doctor or that you're an engineer, you're whatever. I remember Daniel talking, Daniel Kulia talking about it on um, one interview, and he was saying, Oh, do you think things have changed because um, you won an Oscar? He said, it, it changes nothing. No. Unless I'm driving around in my car with my Oscar hanging out the window yeah. when I get pulled over by the police.
0: And They're even then Like I said In last week's episode They'll think you stole it So you don't even Want to be throwing that You don't want to you know, be Showing that Oscar Out the window we, What what the black excellence Paradigm accepts
1: Is that the world Is broken And you just need To insulate yourself You know From the fact That the world is broken Rather yes. than no, 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 the world is broken. We need to fix the world. Yeah. Then me and my little pocket, I'm just going to be okay. And that you can, that little pocket of resistance, if you're not passing the ladder back down and letting that multiply in Mm -hmm. how many people can climb that ladder and how we can rise, you know, how we can, you know, rise the tide for all boats, then we're just going to end up in a paradigm where we've got a couple of people who are up the ladder who then will start moving mad.
0: And they will start telling you that you imagined your oppression And all you need to do is pull your trousers up And, you know, speak in a, in, a, uh, in a more acceptable way And all of this stuff, making it out like you are the problem And they start to pathologize your blackness In the very way that white supremacy expects them to um, It says here, I'm reading, uh, I was reading about your, how you grew up So you're um, Nigerian and Irish mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice, I so your mum's Irish
1: yeah, my mum's Irish and my dad is uh, Igbo.
0: Yeah. Ah, cool. So then you were born in London, born and bred in London, you yeah. said. And then moved no, to Ireland.
1: No, 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 no. London, born and raised. Okay, okay. Born and raised, yeah.
0: But then did you go to visit Ireland?
1: Yeah, so we go to, I go to Ireland basically um, every year. Um, so my mum, weirdly, as, a, as an Irish woman, is an only child. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the culture, That we would have um, in the house my dad and all of his siblings and my grandparents it would be like jollof rice you know Gary plantain um, all of this in the house
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, and then we would try and get over to see my Irish cousins um, at least once or twice a year Mm -hmm. Um, my mum just you know that was her side of the family Um, whereas I actually had all my like Nigerian first cousins like in London so we were Mm -hmm. all we all grew up around, you know, Holloway, Finsbury Park, um, them bits, and then <laughs> as they started, yeah. moved out to like Tottenham and, and Edmonton and Enfield. But yeah, so I was I was lucky in that sense in that I I, I had both parts of that, and my mum, you know, my my Irish grandfather was not here for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, You're "Marrying a what?" A <laughs> Nigerian, mm-hmm. and my mum was actually given away um, at her wedding. Again, wild. Sorry, just to be be given to be given away, away.
0: yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
1: her first cousin was the person who walked her down the aisle because my granddad's no, I'm not gonna be. And again, my dad dad had the patience to when his pregnant wife would go to visit the house, he would be outside in the car while she had a whole dinner in the house. (gasps) So, and I was lucky, right? In that my eldest brother was born and my granddad sort of my and my grandmother came around but like how many families didn't come around how many families were torn asunder how many parents didn't have the patience to be like listen I'm going to sit outside in the cold in the car like and so I, I look at that and I I am envious of that level of patience because I I don't know if I would have it like I, I I'm envious of that level of love that could allow me to go
0: yeah, you know, I'll just sit in the car And I'll be here um, for you, baby But you talk about their love You talk about their relationship And, you know, mention that even in as you go As you navigate dating now mm. It's like, what they have Doesn't yeah. seem like it's about in that way
1: Yeah I think, you know what? It's, um, they There's a thing that happens You know, like, whatever Um, metal tested and fired there was there was a sense where they said, Listen, we choose each other. and it's a constant act of choosing each other, which I think they do. and they realize that they're on the same page and they're constantly sort of hand in hand with each other. and you know, I can only hope to have that kind of love with a with a partner who 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 sort of you know wants to wants to be in my corner and I want to be in there sort of you know all day every day because I think it's it's super in, it's super important because. You know, as we saw during the, you know, the global panchetta, it was a match. <laughs> no, like the world is just, you can think you have plans. And it's yeah. just, so unless you have someone who, you know, if, unless you have something that's rooted in, in something a bit more real, then it can it can all fly out the window at a moment's notice. So mm-hmm. you need to the things that you actually care about, I think.
0: And so how do you feel like, Because you're, you know, you're doing incredible things, um, on the West End stage, like you're super talented and, and, you know, now, you know, you've got this, your book out as well. So you're just showing us so many facets to your creativity. How do you feel like that impacts dating? So you go on a date and you're like, oh, you know, I perform on the West End. I feel, I feel like there's there, there's also an inference there as well with people and how they perceive that.
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think it's a, it's a funny one because uh, I think it's one of the reasons why a lot of people date within the industry because mm-hmm. it means that you don't, you're not worried that someone else is going to be sort of awestruck by you because you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, you just see me for who I am. You're like, you see it as a job. Like, oh, you're a solicitor. Oh, you're, a, you're an actor. You're on the West End, cool, fine. Do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't like it's somehow extra I think you know <laughs> the biggest thing for me is that like I'm terrible at compliments mm. like, I just I don't do them well so that's when that's cool I'm like yeah right but tell me about this case. <laughs> <laughs> oh really is that what the patient had wow tell me tell me more about that. and so okay and where are you training next mm. like because yeah. I, I I don't counterintuitively i don't like talking about myself and i think it's it's one of those things about like why i wanted to be an actor or, or an author is that like i'm a storyteller like I, mm-hmm. I, I have stories so i want to i want to tell stories i want to engage in stories but like weirdly i don't think that mine is that interesting <laughs> because like, I it's so
0: rich it's so there's so much there i was you know when i was reading up in preparation i was just like wow like there's so much that we could cover but Like, ugh, there's just There's so much to talk about In your life Like, from your life so far That I, I And I think that is good I feel like we need more and more books Things for you to do now Like more and more books Because there are definitely Different avenues um, To explore Like you mentioned About the dating pool And you mentioned about Dating in the industry Just now like it saves All of that kind of Like awkwardness Um, But then again Racially That also impacts Who you date right Listen I I Because I'm going I want to talk about Fuck me with your nigger penis That's where I'm really going That you can see the route That I'm taking
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> there was no 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 but I was so we were um, yeah I think it was like I remember being it was like Motown and Dream Girls. Mm-hmm. being on the West End when like Motown Dream Girls and I was in Motown playing Smokey Robinson and then like and then I did George Washington in Hamilton like and that. Tina came in that that year as well. So it was just like, yo, I was like, oh, this is where all the black people hide in. <laughs> In musical theater, like, because I just did it. Like, I've been running around with the Royal Shakespeare Company and at the Globe or whatever, and everyone's like, "Oh, you know, you meet most of your partners at work." Most people would say oh in the office, in office dalliance, mm. and just because so many, so many of these casts were just like men mainly, mm-hmm. and then you know a couple of women, and then I would be like, "Oh, you know, I like jollof rice and they go, "What's that?" And like, oh. oh. You know, and it's just, and yes. that's that's not disparaging anyone. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. just there but when you're looking for, you know, I, I think there are some there are some ethnicities where th- they very much date within their community. You know, mm-hmm. be that you know Polish people or you know South Asian or whatever, because you like you talk in a tongue and people go, oh yeah, I know that. Or you go, yeah, oh, aunties like this and like aunties aren't they just like that? Isn't that yeah. crazy? Because it's like there's a sort of Shared experience, and so I think what was complicated was that there were times when I'd, I'd sort of be reaching for this shared experience of like, "Ah, oh, I'm a black actor," and they'd be like, mm-hmm. Oh my god." <laughs> I remember there was one press night where I remember bumping into—I'm um... <laughs> not going to say her name. Yeah, remember... no, no, no. Okay. No, I remember bumping into one black actress who's now very successful, at being like. Oh, okay, cool, 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 like it's a bit vibe, a bit of a vibe, and then um, black British actress, and then um, a couple of like I thought, oh, there's maybe there's a bit of a spark, and there was a bit of a spark,
2: yeah,
1: and then her boyfriend turned up and <laughs> again, another black British brother who is okay. now again equally very successful, and I was mm-hmm. like, there's like five of us in it. We were like <laughs> and, and I just got here, I just got here late to the like and if I had known then maybe I would have like tried to ask you out on a date but you've been dating this brother for six months so like right I do you'd have to time travel like to, to have gone yeah, there. Was like, ah, when was the moment where I, if I had met you I could have said the thing no so there were times when because of that <laughs> alluding to what you're alluding to mm-hmm. um, I then compromised, and you know when you've got rose-tinted glasses on, you can't tell if a flag is red or not.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're
2: just yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, There's so many flags. I <laughs> love them all.
1: <laughs> and you, a and you take your glasses off, and you're like, oh yeah, all red flags. Okay, interesting. And anyway, so did we had like this person was, you know. Oxbridge educated, smart, liberal, you know, seemed to get it, Mm. whatever it is. And we were in the bedroom after Mm -hmm. dinner and she just said, fuck me with that big black nigga dick. And it just, it messed me up because I was like, Ah, oh, And I got dressed and I was out of the flat within a minute, but like, it just, there was this sense of like, not only betrayal, but like
0: disappointment.
1: frustration at myself for having let myself let that in when I should have known better. And like, why did I trust that that wasn't going to happen when it probably should have been?
0: Because you like, thought That she got it Like whatever We say that Whatever it is But right. there is But then I think That that's a whole Other conversation Of how I guess a, a Quite a few people These days Are getting good At performing Like they get things But then it's in The cl- enclosed spaces That you realize That oh actually you're not far off from everybody else who doesn't get it at all. You just right. you've got, and you've just picked up some buzzwords and, and things like that. Um, but then at the same time, there are people who are actually doing the work, I guess. Um
1: that's the thing, is that like it made me then a lot more intentional. Mm-hmm. Right with my dating, that like uh you like I am now a lot more, even as a sort of, you know. Irish Nigerian um I'm a lot more um blackity blackity black you know yeah. in my in how I present with the world and how I engage with the world because I'm like you need to know this about me because yeah. some, especially like if I've got sort of relatively skin fade if I've been you know vitamin d deprived on this dusty island <laughs> it's
2: a little
1: bit Not spicy. It, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. The nose is a bit, you know. Active, like, so I just need to be like, you do know that like none of that stuff is going to run. Because, and again, it was, it's those weird things that because it gets framed as a compliment when you're younger. Oh, you don't sound that. You don't look that. You don't act that black. You then go, oh, maybe I should. You get this into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I'm one of the good ones. No, lies. Whoever's doing that, whoever's telling you that, they are lying to you. And yeah. they are, throw them to the bin, the curb, the, the trash pile. Leave them in there, mm. burn it on fire because it's not worth <laughs> it. time or all your energy. And I think what's really tricky is that in that pitting against each other, some people are really trying to do the work. Some people, mm. you, you need to afford some grace. Some mm-hmm. people can afford that grace. Um, I don't know if I can... I don't know if I always have the patience to afford those people that grace, because if you, you need to know in, in and of yourself, right? Family members, fine. Friends, colleagues, like that can be one thing where you're like, okay,
0: mm-hmm. I can. Give you two strikes, one strike. For yeah. Yeah.
1: You know what? You messed up. You called me coloured. You shouldn't.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: You're a grandma. Uh, can we not mm-hmm. inf- and that, that that's a thing that you can oh but I didn't realize that I was an offensive term. Fine, you didn't realize, but now can we
0: yeah, yeah now
1: you yeah. can we and when you repeat when it's repeat mistakes and you go if you cared about me mm. you do that. And I you know I've done it before where people in companies have called me the other brown person's name.
0: Oh god.
1: And my reaction to that is to then run through my Roll a deck of names And call that person By a different name Same I feel Everything. like we're similar
0: levels of petty That's what I love Yeah That's Everything. the same Because it's like Okay You're going to are going If you want to be laugh. mad I can be mad too Like we can be mad here we together mad. Yeah Simple It's literally It's really It's really that simple But in terms of like your dad A black Nigerian man I say black man But you know like a black man A Nigerian man <coughs> Um, Married to a a white woman um, An Irish woman Because I think that That's specific as well In the Irishness And and its interactions With quote unquote Great Britain right Um, Growing up Do you feel like You saw Because you mentioned um, Being able to hang out With cousins And things like that Mm -hmm. Did his Um, Relationships with Black women Like how he interacted with Black women Kind of set the stage for how you Then interact with Black women now Because you're just like, well, I'm excited Like I'm out here, I'm like finally seeing people In my industry and all those sorts of things Um, Do you think that that Played a role? I mean,
1: I think The reason I would say yes is that (laughs) um, I have seen how other people Like how other um, black men in my life not as not as close, um, have moved actually quite mad with mm. with black women. And so seeing how my dad has interacted with them, I'm like, oh no, no that's and like my 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 dad is my superhero. Like he's the yeah. he's the sort of the the role model, you know, first and foremost, that's that's who I wanna have as much grace mm. and, and sort of strength to be like. So mm-hmm. that's that's the sort of that's the gold standard, right? And so then when I've seen other men moving mad, I'm like, oh yeah. That's how some of you can that's really,
0: yeah,
1: right because um and it's 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 also given me then the, the the sort of the courage and the impetus to to step forward and step in front of or alongside when I have seen um sort of misogynoir moving mm-hmm. like rife within um companies or from like out of the mouth of social directors or directors or
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you
1: know music directors who are like mm, it's a bit too r&b it's a bit too oh! soft like
0: <sighs> and that's what we love
1: what musicals do you think that we're doing <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. okay i'm not gonna name names but like Oof considering the shows that I've been on from mm. sort of and to Motown to so whatever, you sort of go hmm, what is that? What yeah. is the language of that? Yes. What, is the, what is the implication yes. when you say it's too soulful? Mm. Okay. So and when I hear mm. that and because I've seen how my dad has then acted and how he takes on that role of sort of um, ally and confederate mm. And collaborator in those rooms and in those spaces. What is the point of your patriarchal dividend if you're not standing alongside and going? Mm-hmm, you sure you want to? Yeah. Yeah. Sure? Is that how you want to carry on that conversation? Because I'm watching you. You know,
0: Good.
1: Because people will move mad when they think that no one's watching, which is yeah. why. And we said it. We've said it before, literally earlier on in this conversation. We said, "Oh, not all men." But again, it's like, well, what is the point if, we, if we're saying if we're out here saying, "Oh." Not all police officers There's only one out of ten You know But if the other nine Aren't going Hey dickhead Don't do yeah. that It doesn't make It literally doesn't make a difference You but might I think
0: Yeah But I think that now We just say it as a caveat Because you Almost to, to to disarm Where that's going to come from Do you get what I yeah. mean? Like you it, It's exactly as you say Because we know That usually the people That are bringing not all They are doing sweet fuck all To actually help with the conversations Instead they are centering themselves In the narrative or in the discourse And derailing Therefore derailing the conversation So now I think it's almost shorthand to go Not all, not all Because now you can't even use that So can we get on with the conversation Because that's where you were going to go to First and then we're like Saving time But I, I agree for that Very reason That what's the point Of saying Oh not all But then you The person that's saying Not all You're, you're not even You're not even helping You're not contributing In any way whatsoever Because the real Not all's Are really out here Not, not And they're not no. wasting Their time saying not all You know the thing <laughs> <laughs> so wild
1: right When people talk You know the phrase One bad apple Yes The origin of it mm-hmm. is Go there so- me. The rotten apple spoils his companion. Right. So we have somehow ruined this metaphor. It's like, oh, it's just a few bad apples. Yes. And the whole ruined the bunch get, is gets with the program. Spoils the companion. So yeah. if you if your one bad police officer is out here moving mad, then I'm gonna think that you're all mad. Yeah, so yeah. Can't. The whole point of it is that if there's one bad apple in that barrel, then no one can drink any of that cider. So you need to do something about yeah,
0: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because otherwise none of that cider is drinkable. And yeah. at the moment, none of it is drinkable. No. Like, I can't tolerate that the the level of because at this point it's like if you're
0: incompetent
1: or if you're ignorant, at the same at, at this point, the, the impact is still the same.
0: Yes. But apathy generally is—it seems like a deep malaise within, like, the British consciousness. I know, like, it's a global thing that we're seeing, but apathy is—it has this country by it in a chokehold. Like, to see something, to see suffering, to be complicit, and to be even be experiencing the suffering, and to go, mm, "Well, what can you do, eh? What can you do? Well, you could do a lot." No,
1: but again, that's the thing, right? And it's why it's so insidious. This war on woke. Yeah, The point of being woke is to say, stay awake to the oppression that's happening to you. Yeah,
0: wake up. Hey,
2: wake, so wake
1: up to it. Don't, don't be asleep. Don't be apathetic. Mm-hmm.
2: Right? Mm-hmm.
1: And the reason why we've got the chemis and the pretties and the uh, rishis out here saying, oh, listen, we're going to have a war on woke is because
0: they very much want us to be apathetic. Yeah, they they're white supremacist puppets. Yeah. Like that's that's because, it, and that's why representation politics is bullshit. Because they'll get you somebody that looks like you to to do the to do the oppressing on a major scale, and then you're like, oh yay, good, my oppressor looks like me. Wonderful, wonderful. It
1: really is going to kill us. And I think what the dangerous thing is with this is that we saw it in 2020. Right, there was this this hope that 2020 and everyone with their black squares and. Uh, that it was going to change people's minds
2: mm-hmm. and
1: they like pretty said okay listen I'm gonna let you have this one round mm-hmm. one year and she said next year I'm coming back full force she yeah. said the policing bill is coming in she said the protesting bill was coming in yeah. said, none of you man are going to tie yourself to nothing ever yeah. again you are not going to organize a protest against me because I no. saw what happened when there was a rainbow coalition where yeah. you had the old people and the gay people and the black mm-hmm. people, white, and the Asian. And they said, No, 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 not on my watch. She said, yeah. Not my I will not let it happen because they saw the cracks that began to form and they said, Oh no, it's a bit much. We're gonna stop that right yeah. in the street. And we all yeah. patted ourselves on the back and said, 2020, yeah, that's about and again, what is so frustrating is that with the same thing of fuck me with that big black nigga they come walking out, when I saw that groundswell, I was like, oh yeah, I can trust this. And I look at where we are now and I go, mm. I look at Wanda and the deportations that happen in there. I look at... Our acceptance, our laying on of Eurostar trains to get people from Ukraine to the UK,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the disparity there. And I go, rah, none of you man can see the difference." Mm-hmm. Sounds about <laughs> white. Yep, definitely. So, like, don't don't get me wrong. Like I, I'm frustrated, but I have. I literally have to say, like permanently optimistic because if i don't i fall into inertia and like Mm -hmm. like we just can't afford inertia but what i need everyone to understand is that none of us can afford inertia because it's not just about black people it's not and i know a lot of times people say oh but it's not it's not a race thing it's a class thing cool if it is a class thing then you need to recognize that you're not in the upper, upper 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 echelons right Otherwise you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. We wouldn't be having this conversation.
0: Right.
1: Like if it is a class thing, then join me. I don't, I don't listen. I don't mind what intersection you're meeting me on this conversation. Just meet me. Whether it's like a disability, like, like gay, black, you know, class, whatever. But you need to understand that this current system isn't working for us. So wherever you're meeting me in that conversation, you need to, we, we all need to understand that it needs something needs to shift. Yeah. And my big thing with all of this is like, there are only three questions that you ask yourself. You go, what? So what? Now what?
0: Yeah.
1: And it's that we go, all right, what's happening? Mm. All right, what's the implication of that? So what are we going to do about the mm-hmm. implication of that? And that, that, that is, it literally boils down to that. We then need to go, what are we going to do and i and i think one of the reasons why the war on woke and all that stuff happens is because we don't want people to do the now what bit yeah
0: because Because the the now what bit is like centuries of structures coming all the way down and they can come down very quickly we've seen through the panoramic um that it's 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 Worlds that we have known Realities that we have Collectively contributed to Can disappear Just like that And I think that That scares a lot of people The um And because they're not Using their imagination enough Like the war on woke Is actually a war On the imagination Because to um Have your imagination intact Means that you can imagine A different world to this one If somebody um, posits um um a different way of something being you can entertain it you can visualize it but a war on woke stops you from being able to visualize a world other than this one where you're suffering suffering and you're a student of suffering. like that like that's that's my whole thing that's why i enjoy tarot astrology anything that challenges me to be able to use my imagination to invoke something other than what we are experiencing i think that that's the path to like our liberation and i think that you do that you do that well um in what you present to us in your writing as well but then that's what i'm gonna close with like you've told us you know so um so what no what so what what now so for you with the book out what now
1: what now um i well i mean um the book is out and I'm still doing I'm still doing the show. I'm still doing Frozen London um for the next 10 weeks where I'm playing a, a sort of Disney Prince. So, you know, people Love come, it. People come through, see that. Um yeah. the, the next plan is uh the adaptation of the book as a TV show. Nice. Um so that we can, you know, uh explore what it's like to have um, you know, black British people on TV who are interrogating. You know what it is to to be you know in their 30s and black and british and men but also yeah. not not everyday trauma not no. everyday separation, no. not day and again this isn't this isn't disparaging but like because it's a lot of people's live reality um but it, it i i don't know any black families on tv
0: Yeah, but it's also what gets commissioned (laughs) And that's what's so frustrating about it Because we've got such a wealth We've got an abundance of stories waiting to be told Like, I want to see a story about You know, like a a black girl rock band I know we have something similar um, That's a mix on Channel 4 But Mm. you know, there are so many stories And it's just like, well, no Because where is, what's the selling point? Oh, you want them to be on an estate Or do you want somebody to be involved in, you know, gang crime Like, is that the only way um that we're going to get this out there you know so yeah. i'm i'm looking forward to you to being able to see what you what you bring for us yeah.
1: and to us that, that is the the plan is to to adapt that and also um you know getting involved on just on a community level as well um to before this next election which is going to creep up on people so mm-hmm. you know making sure that people are registered to vote making sure people know why they need to vote um and just you know engaging on a local level because i think that's the big thing that a lot of the time people can feel powerless about it's like i want to change things but like how and it's all with and this is like a too broad a subject to really get into but like um with child q and like stuff that happened there if if there were if there were governors on the on the you know local governors who are from the local community who can speak to that and and if you've got the time to that become a local governor you know. Mm be be engaged in your local process so that for, that, for whatever um, will and whatever political will and sort of patience you have, if you can exert it in that way, then you can help protect those people just on like a small local level that allows us to like protect those people who are sort of most in need of, of, of care and, you know, and, and changing policy because it, school school is, should be the safest place. Mm -hmm. A lot of children will spend the majority of their time in those formative years. And so if we're not keeping a close eye on those people who are raising our children, then, and like holding them to account, when we look at some of the statistics about, wait, why are certain people being excluded? What's happening with the free school meals, lunches and whatever? Like that's where we can really begin to um, affect change because it's in those moments that, you can if we're talking about daring to dream a bit bigger Mm -hmm. who is the person who you invited to to come be an intern at your workplace who is the person who you said actually you know you can i'm gonna have it i'm gonna go and give a careers talk because actually i'm in this you know i'm gonna go to this community center and offer some time there so that for me is, is sort of my next step
0: i hope you enjoyed that I hope you enjoyed that that was a really interesting interview with myself and obi um yeah like it's great to um be able to have like full-on conversations with you know black men um you know men of black heritage about their experiences when it comes to like race and racism and things like that so yeah it was just really really interesting for me um yeah, so that's me And sorry, the problem Look at me doing it again The problem with my normal penis um, Yeah, check it out Check it out Because the the chapters were very interesting And I'm sure like a lot of the black men Who listen to this show Would greatly appreciate it Anyway, let's pick up the second of this week's Show sponsors who are better help Um, Yeah it's time to kind of talk about the things, whether it's because you're being fetishized or just having to deal with this very, very wild society. You've got to not focus so much on what they're doing, but how it's affecting you and what you can do about how it's affecting you. Um, it's tough. It's it's tough. And Your brain wants to do various things when you are in that mode You want to shut down, you want to persevere You want to show them because you're winning Or whatever else that people say to get them through Some of these really wild times But when you learn how to find your own solution And your own um, healthy self-soothing tactics There's, um, you know, or measures There's literally no better feeling And a therapist can help you become a better problem solver and you know, somebody that, you know, nurtures and cares for themselves and makes it easier for you to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. So, I mean, I am always talking about how therapy is so, so useful to me. And it's funny because even at this, I stopped therapy just at the point where everything was just like, rah, for me in my life. But I'm kind of glad I did because it allowed me to really be in the zone and be like, no, like I said earlier, nobody's coming. Nobody's coming, you like get on with it. And I feel like that is what I'm doing. And I'm having to think about what, What doesn't serve me What don't I want to expend energy on Okay I'm moving that thing out of the way And that thing out of the way And you just create space It might not be lots of space But you're doing the things that benefit you And I wouldn't be able to do all of that I believe if it wasn't for therapy So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try BetterHelp is a great option It's convenient, accessible, affordable And entirely online So get matched with a therapist After filling out a brief survey And switch therapists anytime Um, So when you want to be you know, somebody that feels more at home In their own mind and in their own body BetterHelp can help <laughs> help can help get you there So visit betterhelp.com That's betterhelp.com Forward slash your mind And you can get 10% off your first month That's betterhelp.com Slash your mind And I implore those of you who feel like You've always been umming and ahhing about it So just give it a try Give. I was about to sing Sizzler But not the time Not the time at all But yeah check it out Now on to our second interview Which is with Nana Mensah it's shorter than my interview with Obi um, Nana is such a baby girl Absolute baby girl And we were talking about her new film Well her film rather I'm saying new because it was um, It debuted in 2021 actually And um, It's called Queen of Glory. Queen of Glory is a 2021 American comedy drama film written and directed by and starring Nana Mensah in her directorial debut. Set in the Bronx, New York City, it depicts a Ghanaian-American scientist who inherits a Christian bookstore from her deceased mother. I really, really enjoyed this film. And I'm not saying that like literally It's no cap, I genuinely enjoyed it. And I can't wait for as many more of you to watch it, So we can actually have a discussion about it Thinking about that though Do you know what I didn't say earlier on? What the fuck Donald Glover? What the fuck? After I spent time bigging up the first episode Of you know the most recent season of Atlanta I actually then ended up watching the full thing And what the fuck? Nah, no Liam Neeson Chet Hanks Kevin Samuels You raggedy bitch you are that you raggedy bitch. I'm disgusted. Ugh. That activist episode though, points were made. Points were made. Anyway, um, back to Nana, who's a baby girl and in no ways raggedy. Um, the film actually had its world premiere in the U.S. narrative competition section at the Tribeca Festival in June 2021, where Mensa received the Best New Narrative Director Prize. Bo, 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 bo. And the special jewellery prize for artistic expression Look at a baby girl The film garnered two nominations At the 37th Independent Spirit Awards um, Miko Gatuso who I absolutely love He got, um, he was nominated for best supporting male um, For his role as Pitt And the film was nominated for best first feature And it really deserved it I I just love that There was a film that centred a West African protagonist And she wasn't perfect And she was just figuring it out you know, just figuring it out. And I really, really love that. So big up yourself, Nana, for making such an amazing film. Um, And yeah, I'll leave you all to enjoy that interview with Nana talking about Queen of Glory, which is out now. Nana Mensah, thank you so, so much for joining me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I'm a big fan.
0: Well, that, that makes me feel great. That makes me feel great because you're just like, I mean, I love, I love, you know, knowing that there's just a wealth of us out there doing what we're doing, but you know, your body of work, who you are is incredible. So it's just great to be in your presence and to be able to talk with you about everything. Like you're really out here, you're really doing the bits, you're really doing the bobs. And I just, I just love to see it. So, your directorial debut is uh, Queen of Glory And I've watched it And my God It's just beautiful It's so beautiful in it's like, kudos to you for I mean, we're going to touch on that Like the whole, the journey to creating something like this But just, it's beautiful Like the, for me, one of my favourite things about the whole film it was the beats it was the beats it was like the comedic beats it was just so subtle and so fluid and just absolutely incredible what led you there what what made you think you know what my protagonist is going to be this very very incredibly intelligent scientist doing their um you know their doc if they're a doctoral student right and their mom Mm -hmm. passes. her mom passes away and she inherits a Christian bookstore. Were you, what were you, were you eating cereal? Like what, how, when, when did that just like, when did you download that information? (laughs) Um,
3: Well, I think it stemmed from, I mean, I'm going to give you the absolute, absolute T, which is that I had written, I was not getting the parts that I wanted to get as an actor. So I was like, okay, well, I need to write them. So I went and I wrote this like historical biopic based on my grandparents' life story, sweeping epic in Africa, like pre-colonial, I'm sorry, colonial and then post-colonial Ghana. Um, And nobody wanted to make it. I went around LA for a horrible week of just like taking meetings and people would read the script or read the coverage of the script because that's what they don't tell you is nobody actually reads the script. Somebody to read the script, write the coverage, and then they read that. Um, And so, you know, it was super disheartening. I was very deflated. And then I got some really good advice from a mentor. And she was like, look, yes, there's this world in which... um, you know, this world in which like Steven Spielberg plucks your script out of a pile and goes to make it for $200 million, but for everyone else and look at the filmmakers you love, look at their first films. Oftentimes they are, you know, they're smaller in scope. Um, And so I did, I went back and I looked at, um, you know, I looked at Barry Jenkins' first film, Medicine Mm -hmm. for Melancholy. I looked at Lena Dunham's first film, Tiny Furniture. Ed Burns' um, Sidewalks of New York. Uh, um, yeah, there are a whole host of them, you know, and and they are these early Woody Allen. You know, they're these small films um, that feature really authentic characters um, in really like you know charming real life moments. And I was like, that's what I'm gonna do. So. Then I put on my Machiavellian hat, and I was like, "Okay, what do I have access to um, that I can shoot for for like cheap and or free?" Mm -hmm. And my family owned a Christian bookstore in the Bronx. (laughs) Oh, so I was like, "Okay, check." um, and then, uh, and so I reverse engineered a story to center around the Christian bookstore of the Bronx, which my aunt and uncle very lovingly allowed me to shoot in every Sunday while they were at church. Oh. So, um, and so they went to church, they left the bookstore to us. Um, and so we shot a series of Sundays and, um, and that, and that was kind of how that was the genesis of the story. It's, it's not very sexy, you know, it's not very like, it's, it's amazing. It's
0: But it's like, it was born out of necessity. The film was born out of necessity. But you're a Virgo, right? I sure am. Yeah, you're a Virgo son. And I love that you said that it was born out of necessities. One thing a Virgo is going to do is make the most of a necessary situation and be like, look, (laughs) this needs to happen and I'm going to find a way to make it happen. And that reverse engineering, I don't think it's something that I've heard spoken about enough. Like, what do I have? And I go from there. I mean, we hear the advice vaguely, like use what you have to get what you want. And it's just like, well, no, you've just showed us practically how, what, what literal resources do I have? Because location, paying for a location that eats, that swallows like budgets, like, like that. So being, knowing that, okay, right. I have this bookstore um, to um my advantage, and you know, that I can use and stuff, and being able to be so creative that you could then carve a story around that. And it was it was really respectful as well. That's what I love about your writing. I didn't feel like because you are Ghanaian American, you were born in America, right? So there is this element sometimes I find where um sometimes when we're we're not born in the place. Oh, we're, we're not born in our countries or whatever um, That our parents originate from Well, I was But you, do you know what I mean? Like when you're When you feel far removed from it there is a way that you can portray your culture that almost feels as if it's just for the white gaze like it's just for oh now I need to explain my culture to white people and that's not what we got from this you just stayed very true to everything lovingly true to everything didn't try to play anything up didn't try to play anything down everything was just so well kind of measured and How did that happen for you? you, Were you fully kind of immersed in Ghanaian culture from the very, very beginning?
3: I think one of those, that was something that I had to be careful about was the colonizer's gaze, you know, the Mm -hmm. white gaze and making sure that I wasn't going to fall prey to that because, Mm -hmm. you know, that stuff is insidious. Sometimes it's very pernicious. You don't even realize you're doing it and you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, wow, look at me. On, you know, and and I didn't want to do that. Um, mm. I didn't even realize the 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 wealth of culture that I had access to until I would speak about it to non-Ghanian friends, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Wait, you do your funerals? Like, you mm. do, like you treat what you how? It's a wedding, but you're dead." <laughs> And so that, that, um, and, and, and so sometimes, yes. So sometimes there were things that I was so in it. I was so in, um, that Ghanaian part of my Ghanaian Americanness ness that I didn't even realize it was unique to non-Ghanaians and mm-hmm. mm-hmm. have those conversations. Oh yeah. You know, my uncle died. Uh, I'm going to the funeral. Um, I'm going to leave the house at around midnight. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, <I'll>, yeah. <laughs> funeral starts at one will end at 6 a.m
2: what wow. like,
3: you know, like this is just crazy people. yeah and so this is and and so this like okay this is going to be what the story is and I want to talk about being Ghanaian but also being American and straddling those two cultures and and um yeah but I didn't want to explicate anything to anyone I'm so tired as a woman as a black woman as an African woman of having to explicate myself to others and so I really wanted to be like if you know the thing there was even the use subtitles for example. Uh, mm-hmm. There were only I decided to use that very sparingly. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you don't know what said in tree, but you understand it. You know what I mean? Like you yeah, yeah, you know the language, but you know what being said. um Because yeah, I, did, I just didn't want to like put too fine a point on it for anyone.
0: Yeah, it's especially when you were going to is it the aunties the the tailor the seamstress, and there were moments where. What um what dialect was it Twi or no? Like there is yeah, it's Thi, yeah. 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 And so there are moments where you don't add subtitles, but who, the Nigerian in me knew what I was like, yeah, I get it. I get what just happened. That's fine. <laughs> I get it. It's it's cool. Um exactly. And that was gorgeous That was gorgeous I love the lighting And that like Because that's It just is so lovely To Because that's what we do We go to the aunties To go and get You know The tailoring done They'll be talking to us About this Have, Do you remember this relative Do you remember I don't remember every, What do you mean You don't remember the relative You saw them when you were one What the fuck <laughs> Like How do I remember that
2: How do, how do I remember that
3: <laughs> Exactly Exactly it's wild It's just wild what they expect of it.
0: Yeah yeah But you know I, you, It's called Queen of Glory The bookstore is called King of Glory And I think about crowns And I love you know the imagery that we see Throughout um, you know You cut to um, beautiful Kind of like images um, Of You know, real, like just Ghanaian culture Things happening, it's beautiful The sound, um, you know, the kind of like The soundscape that follows us um, With the soundtrack and everything is just, it's gorgeous, right? Uh, We don't have a mother The mother's presence is there The whole way through That That is what brings us into this narrative But it's also the journey with Sarah The character that you play And her father What made you choose specifically to explore that narrative?
3: I, the narrative, sorry, cut up. Second, the narrative between Sarah and her father. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, the film is very subtly about the patriarchy, about Misogyny, right? Because if Sarah's character had been Benjamin, the film would have been over because mm-hmm. all the aunties and female you know, cousins would have swooped in and done all the work, and Benjamin mm-hmm. would have been able to sit in his room and cry about his you know mother who was passed on, yeah. and then all of a sudden he'd come downstairs and there was a fully executed funeral for him. Mm-hmm. And so I think the film is a lot about gender dynamics, um, and I think in so therefore it's, it's with her mother and the mother is represented by the bookstore it's also with her father and with those expectations that he has of her as a female child mm-hmm. and, um and where she falls short because if you look at her on paper it's like she's doing her phd yes. in like cancer you know, I mean yes. she is literally solving cancer and that <laughs> is not good enough. You know? Because she does not have a child.
0: You know? Yeah. Yep. It's the and comment that, that, that is the dad crazy. makes, like, oh, so you know how children you know how babies are made. I said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: it's listen, it, it is real.
3: You, and you, that is, you, of course, sourced from. It's sourced from my friends' experiences, my own experiences of just and and, and all ways in which people feel very free to comment on her appearance, on her hair, on her yes, weight, yes, yes, um, little little things, little things that we don't even spend too much time on, mm-hmm. but like I feel like I showed this film to my first. Gen- friends they all really felt
0: that yes um yeah no I, I and I totally agree I love that you don't lament the situation and I and I maybe it's got nothing to do with it whatsoever right but I was um reading about the how you went about Getting this film even made It was from your savings It was from a Kickstarter campaign As well as some investors You know who um, supported it as well And so I thought to myself You know what With all of that coming together I don't have time I literally do not have time To now be lamenting, lamenting, lamenting Something that we've already spoken about Like, I'm going to touch on it Because it's part of, you know I guess the nomenclature of what makes me me I'll touch on it But I've got things to do I've got things to do, I've got, I've got things to do. I, I'm not going to be spending it on this That's what I felt like, it, you know And I appreciated that Because I already know that You don't need to explain that to me I feel it viscerally Like, let's move on What is her story? And I love that you present us with a quote-unquote imperfect black woman Because, you know, she's complicit in the betrayal Um, One that she, I, without spoiling it for people who haven't seen it yet One that she, I feel like she rectifies before it goes too far later on But one that then she then suffers a betrayal from being complicit in that I just love that, I love that Because you didn't give us perfection in in the black woman Because it's not real
3: it's not real. Yes, exactly. And that felt so important to me. Um, just that she not be, you know, I've d- the film has already come out in the US. And so mm-hmm. like I've done some Q and A's and things and it's so interesting some of the questions and who is asking them Ooh! about like, well, like, you know, so like she's dating a white man. Like, what is that about? And it's like, whoa. <laughs> give you this whole journey and that is your question
0: that exactly with the time that the lord has given you that is this your is, question yes that is how people waste their life like there is a rich rich narrative staring you right in the face some of the ones you have to peel the layers back all of that all of that but you said it's lyle that i will focus on today <laughs> that's
3: right and So I think what's interesting about that for me is just like I set out to tell this multi-dimensional story. She is not a perfect character because, yeah, like either she is perfect and we just watch her get like trod upon, you know, just by Mm -hmm. like life and circumstance. And that was not interesting to me. Um, Or she is like, you know, high achieving and looks great and perfect all the time and then like in a Tyler Perry film she gets aids you know and like that's, like, and, that's and that wasn't interesting to me either you know yep. so i wanted to just i mean the film is for you right like i made this film for us it is for us and it was really important to me to like um show myself show my friends like my my you know and and just and just and just show that experience without being so fraught um nobody you know like just I there were some directors I didn't always set out to direct it myself and there were some mm-hmm. directors that we had initial very early conversations with and I could just tell right away they wanted to like they just wanted to grind Sarah down like they just yeah. wanted to just grind her And I'm not interested in that. We have so much of that. Like, I want there to be moments of joy and fucking up, and yes, you know, and and like, and 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 loving and being loved and finding that love in the unexpected places and friendship and all of the community. Like, I just wanted to show all of that without her just being like pulverized by life. You know? Yeah. I didn't want a resilient black woman. I don't know that narrative. I think we've exhausted it
0: Definitely Definitely I agree (laughs) I think we've done Way too much With that And yeah There might be other ways To explore it But that's not what This was about And and I enjoyed it For what it was about Did anyone um, In the Q&A's That you've done Did they bring up uh, um, Her friendship groups And not seeing her Around other black women
3: Yeah that did come up. And I did, I do appreciate that question. That question. It is by design. I yep. um, definitely feel as though I want, um, I wanted her to feel isolated. Like that was the point. Like I didn't want, the whole point is that she is without community yes. and then she drawn back into community. Yes. So it was yeah. really critical for us to not see her like at brunch, you know, like lamping yeah. with her homegirls, you know, having yeah, yeah, a yeah. time feeling part of a clan because she doesn't have that. And that's mm-hmm. what she's seeking. That's what Ohio represents to her, even though it is obviously misguided. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, it represents the place where she's going to go and be a part of something. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah. So, I mean, like, yes, of course, if I get to, I don't know, make a TV show out of this or a premise or whatnot, like, I think that would be something really interesting to explore of like how she as like somewhat maladjusted and a scientist approaches like making friends you know how does does she do that like you know i think it'd be interesting
0: too no and i think that that would just generally that would just be gorgeous i i feel like it would be something that people take to but i i knew intuitively that's why it was we needed to feel as isolated as Sarah, and that's that that made sense to me. But I feel like sometimes people can watch something and be like, well, why are they no black friends? And da, 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 da? it makes sense. So I just wanted I basically, it was a leading question. I just wanted you to better say what it is because it, it's very clear to those who um are paying attention. And then we get on to one of my favorite characters in the whole film. And I know that reading reviews and everything, lots of people love him, Pitt. Oh, played by, is it Miko Gattuso?
3: Miko Gattuso, yes. The one and only. I Um,
0: love him. No, I love him. I decided in that moment that I love him. (laughs) That's it.
3: (laughs) Um, I will pass it along. He will (laughs) deeply appreciate it. Miko is, he is an iconoclast. He is, I just love that guy. He is wonderful. He Um, You know, there is no, there is no Queen of Glory without Miko. I mean, Mm -hmm. really at the end of the day, like when we're talking about things that inspired me, one of the films that inspired me was Clerks, um, Mm -hmm. which is an old 90s film where it's like two, um, it's basically two people standing at a register at a till and just like,
2: whatever happens, happens. Yes, sense.
3: And I think that there's something so interesting about that. It's such a throwback because you'll notice in the film, there's not a ton of technology, right? No. Like, there's not a lot of like testing or this or that, because I, I wanted to take it to a time where like you, that's where like real bonding happens when yes. you just have nothing to do and you are sitting around with somebody. And now it's like, you go out with somebody you're having dinner with somebody and you're both on your phones. Right. Yes. Like, so I, I, I wanted to just have two people at a, at a register at a cash register at a till. Just chilling yeah. and just watching that bond like form from them going be, to be adversaries to eventually like going into business together. Yeah. So, um, spoiler alert, but like, <laughs> I think was, but I think that there was something so uh, he is so magnetic, and I love, right? Like, there are certain things that I was not allowed to do in um, this industry based on what I look like, and there's yes. also things that he is not allowed to do in mm-hmm. this industry, based on what he looks like. And I was like, what if? Based on absolutely nothing, on who I know you to be, mm. I cast you as a family man and a manager mm. of a Christian bookstore. What yeah. if? What you if? Know? Yeah. Like, what if? And that was really exciting to me. And it was exciting to him because, you know, obviously a lot of people know him from playing Naus on Euphoria. Mm-hmm. And like, and so, and that is a, a little bit more of what you would expect to see of, you know, a Latino male who has tattoos all over his face and body, mm. um, you know, and, and so I just wanted to, to, to try something else on and give him the opportunity to do something else. And, and, and it turns out he has great comedic timing and he's very like, not, you know, um, at ease playing something that he doesn't get asked to play a lot. And so that was exciting for me. Um, yeah. And I think for him too. And I'm, and I'm so glad that people have taken notice of him and his performance.
0: Yeah, you're changing, you're shifting narratives by doing that. And I think that that is what happens when Black women, Black um, creatives are given um, or uh, are able to have the space to create what they want to create Because we've existed for so long In the liminalities What we tend to do Is that we're able to see others Truly And see the potentials That um, that other people hold And we're be- able to highlight that And that's what I think Is so phenomenal About what you've done And like all of the praise and all of the blessings as you continue on this journey, because you literally went, well, where are the roles that I want to play? I don't want to do kooky, kooky, quirky, quirky. I just want to, I just want to play something that has body that has, that has rhythm, that has something. Okay. You don't want to, I'll write it then and I'll fund it and I'll do what I need to do to get it out there. So you're doing what so many of us as black actresses and writers, everything are, you know, are talking about and lamenting about all of the time. You were like, well, here's me doing it. And I think that that's inspirational to me. And also how you went about casting, because as you said, we wouldn't expect to see Miko in that role, but he was brilliant in it. Like the tenderness that, that writing such a character, casting him um, to play such a character, what it allowed it's even in like in terms of the film, the energy that it allowed was so beautiful because he becomes a form of healing. So we're saying that Queen of um, King of Glory as the bookstore is a representation of your mother as Sarah's mother in the you know as a character. He stayed so loyal to her during after because she also gave him a chance, and so I feel like that represented beautifully the ripple effect. Of seeing somebody for who they truly are and not just what society's told us that they can be? 100%.
3: 100%. Yeah, that was very one of my favorite things, which I've said before, is Mm. that like Miko looks the way he looks. He's had the experiences, the life experiences that he's had. He also knows every word to the Grease soundtrack. But like, that's, yeah. that's Miko. That's yeah. Miko. And that's who I wanted to see on, you know what I mean? Because we contain multitudes. Yes. So like, why not show that? Why not yeah. show that?
0: Yeah, and you do, you've done it so, so beautifully. And so in the UK... What's happening with us then? Because it seems like you lot just want to just leave us out a lot of the time. And you're like, oh, yeah, UK people come through. I know that you were at the BFI, so I'm just being cheeky already. I know that you were at the BFI in 2021. But no, what, what are we doing now? What's happening now? <laughs>
2: um, um,
3: on the 26th of August, which is my birthday. Oh, so, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> So uh, 26th of August in the UK and Ireland, um, you can check out queenofglory.co.uk, which has all the information about where it's playing at a theatre near you. Perfect. Um, or you can, you know, obviously find them and whatnot. Yeah, it's there.
0: I can't wait. 26th of August. So I, this will come out on the 29th because that's when I'll be back from my two-week hiatus. But I'm very much looking forward to being able to celebrate with everybody that, Queen of Glory is finally you know showing in UK theatres because people really do need to see this it is absolutely brilliant it's a different kind of coming of age to me you know like they throw that term around for me it's a um, it's a coming back to self you know i wanted to make a comment about her wig because i also think that that's representative of her journey throughout that um through throughout the film but i want people to see it first you know so i'll give everybody listening watching all of that i give you exactly 3 weeks to watch so I can now discuss.
3: (laughs) It's it's real. The hair conversation is real. You have to have a follow-up.
0: Yes we do We do But I love that You know Queen crown hair And what happens I don't want Again Don't want to spoil it For the UK audience But what happens In terms of the transition Of that I just think it's so glorious Literally glorious Is what you've done And who you are And I really appreciate That you've gifted us this And then you've sold Congratulations Because you sold A one hour um, Script Is it? Um. Yeah
3: A half hour
0: um, half hour, I okay.
3: Sold a, yeah, a half hour sh- uh, show that I'm developing right now, um, and there's some others in the works, uh, nice. you know, that are we're waiting to hear how this, uh, you know, Disney, just the Discovery, HBO Max merger, Warner yes. Media, like uh, everything everything affects everything in really surprising ways. So Mm -hmm. I'm not quite at liberty to say just yet, but hopefully very soon I'll be able to share some other stuff that I'm working on.
0: Perfect. Well, our fingers are all crossed for you. um, And may you just go from glory to glory. Oh, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) You
3: too. It's like, I am, I'm a long time listener, huge fan. Um, I came to know about you from uh, Chat Shit, Get Banged. uh, Oh. The viral, uh, you know, blessing that you gave us during (laughs) the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) And ever since, I have been a devoted listener. So it means a lot to be on here and to be talking about this film with you,
0: especially. Thank you, Nana. Thank you. told you, isn't Nana a baby girl? She's so lovely. And look at her gang gang. She's part of the straw flingers. She's a baby girl. Look at that. But I hope you enjoyed all of that. That is it. That is everything that I've got to give. I have nothing, nothing, nothing left on this podcast to give. Yeah, I have nothing. I've got bits like documents and things to do before I even leave my office this evening but I hope that you enjoyed that very random episode that didn't follow any sort of structure that we usually have but this is a time of fluidity you know Uranus is retrograde Mercury is now going to be retrograde let's just go with the flow During Virgo season a time when you like for there to be order you like to know where things are happening literally things have decided from the perspective of earth to be moving backwards and we go with it because it means that there are things that we go and revisit that we need to fine-tune in order that our life in the future now can feel more comfortable and less higgy so I think that that's it like I said the um Affirmation cards will be out on my birthday, 5th of October They will be priced at my new age at that point, which is 36 um, And they'll be shipping everywhere But please, 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 if you're buying it You make sure that your address is correct The amount of times that I get to the post office And they're like, the person didn't finish off their their, their full address or whatever So many of you have done that to me And you make me not want to make merch So sort, sort it out I was going to say spice up your life But since seeing that Jerry looks Tory adjacent Forget that um, But no, really sort it out So even if you're using Apple Pay Or whatever you're using Make sure that your full details are on there Like your country Your county Your full address Some of you will put number nine London SW4 What the fuck? What's number nine? SW, what the fuck is that? So Make sure that you from now You've got your full address Sorted on your thing So when I go to print it out And send send these things out You just make my life so much easier If you're ordering it somewhere Where you know that There's going to be a customs charge Like on prepare yourself Don't now have it returned to me Because you you didn't realize That customs was going to be a thing Because I guess that's what They're doing now isn't it um, so Yeah so the affirmation cards Will be out There are tickets still available For the live show If you want to bring your Your friends, your family members, your new booze, um, to the, um, to the couple that I saw when I went to New City Hall. You're both so beautiful. And I hope your partner does decide to come with you to the live show, especially since he encouraged you to come and say hi. You're gorgeous together. Um, so come through. Um, that's, is that that? And like I said, you'll have the live show bits The children's home I'm still building it Yep, still building it Still building it So therefore still need support So if you want to support that, you can The pole leggings are on the collectionofcoff.com website So you can grab them there And I think that's it That's just me being in my bag Me being um, an entrepreneur An entrepreneur um, But no, me just doing the things that I need to do That um, I think will be of benefit But anyway this has been S Y M, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right. Suck your mom. I have been Kalechi your car for. I'm now gonna end this thing so I can go start packing and doing like my little bits to take my baby boy to Disneyland. And um yeah, there's no page for me to worry about because it's all deactivated. <laughs> Anyway, catch you on the flip side. Peace! It's the Benz Nani woman, baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Sit down, sit
2: down, receive this realness. Make sure your cops ready for the tea, We are going to sip here. Hard time calling for your lunch. You might something, you never know. let you find and She's one of a kind, don't say you mind, say you mind.